A hero is integrity, humanity, and compassion in action. The hero frequency is the thread of those qualities binding us all. I'm Yasmin Joy, an empathic survivor of loss, grief, and more. And every week, I'll be sharing tips and tales that brought me to my mission of identifying and amplifying the hero frequency. Let's tune in and turn it up. Happy New Year! Welcome to the Hero Frequency 2023 edition. And yes, that was your girl on the air horn. And by on, I mean without any other equipment but that with which she was born. I mean my vocal cords. What did you think I meant? Okay, maybe it's too early in the year for this, but you know what it's not too early for? Goals, goals, goals. For my Motley Crue fans, you heard right. Goals, goals, goals. For those who aren't familiar, I was referencing a song by the rock group Motley Crue called Girls, 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 or for us, Goals, Goals, Goals. That's right. We're going to talk about goal setting for the year, but this is not just another how to set and achieve your New Year's goals instructive lecture because I know that you've been reading and listening and watching enough of those already. And frankly, if you need to know exactly how to do a specific thing, such as how to lose weight, how to start a business, how to start a keto diet, which I'm not recommending, just throwing out a trend example. But if you have a specific goal in mind that you want to accomplish, there are plenty of resources that are better equipped to give you very specific information to help you accomplish that very specific goal. But before you hop off and get into a frenzy of researching all the latest and greatest for this specific goal or specific goals that you may have in mind, I want you to just stop for a second. Just stop, collaborate, and listen to the wisdom of Vanilla Ice for one moment. Okay, I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. See, this is why I can't do these real talk, real time episodes all the time because I clearly have a runaway brain. But all kidding aside, I do want to talk about setting goals that are in alignment with who you are or rather who you really want to become and how you want to live. So this isn't really about how to of your goals as much as how come for the goals that you've decided to pursue. If you followed me through December, you may remember that at the beginning of the New Year's prep series I had for December was the episode preceding and backing up the reason for the series. Yes, I'm talking about the why, and kudos to Simon Sinek for coining the term the why, the very central root desire, the force behind what makes what you want compelling, meaningful, essential. And therein lies the key word, essential, as in what is the essence? What is the why? Because sometimes we chase after a goal that is not really essential to what we actually want. For example, the goal of losing weight is one that is so popular with so many options and experts weighing in on how this can be done. And yet it is one of the goals that seems to experience so much failure in being met and or being retained. Now, before I go on, I just want to say that I am not a nutritionist, dietitian, or other related expert. Regardless, this obsession with losing weight is so embedded in our modern culture that 
practically everybody knows or has been that person who has struggled with their diet and or weight issues. And so when they want to set a goal in losing weight, they'll often tackle it from the outside in. That is, what are the things that I can buy? What are the things that I can do that can help my body have this response to lose the weight that I want? And certainly there are different things that you can buy and do, try and chew differently. And you may even have a measure of success incorporating all these systems of rules and gadgets. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do these things. So please do not go back and say, Yasmin said, I'm wasting my time and dime. So I'm just going to Netflix and chill with some Cheetos. I didn't say any of those things either. What I am saying is that, first of all, listen to your doctor, your therapist, and everybody else that's qualified to help you that are helping you, but also know your why. In this example, why are you trying to lose weight? Is it to actually get healthier? Or is it to look a certain way because you have a partner with a roving eye or to keep up with the Joneses? Or do you have echoes in your head of when someone said something to you about the way you looked? Because if your why is more deeply rooted than what you think it is, the roots are going to grow the same plant, which could be weeds choking out the actual flower, fauna, and fruit that you mean to grow. Which means in this case that you may or may not lose the weight, but even if you do lose the weight and you're still dealing with the partner with the roving eye, or you're still on that never-ending competition with the Joneses, or you've allowed that toxic message that someone else put inside of your head continue to play on repeat. You may have successfully cleared the weeds on the surface, but the roots are still there. A couple pounds never made or broke a solid relationship. Keeping up with the Joneses means you left yourself behind. You betray yourself and deny your sense of worth by abandoning your own life path, chasing after someone else's, trying to appease these outside voices that are stuck in your head, got you on the cycle of anesthetizing your pain or otherwise padding yourself with food, and then judging yourself for trying to comfort yourself and simply being human. I want to sit with this for a minute. Think about it. If you're in a relationship with someone and they are constantly eyeballing other people, I'm not talking about noticing that attractive people are attractive. I'm talking about a clear disrespect to you and or your relationship. And I don't want to get into this whole, is there such thing as emotional infidelity and all of that stuff. Let's just say your partner is doing what they know hurts you and would be unacceptable if you were to do it. Being in a relationship with someone who does not see and honor you, who treats other people with higher interest and regard, or any other countless other ways that they express disregard and disconnection. In a relationship that's supposed to be the most connected, breathing in and out in such a relationship like that is extremely painful, even if you found ways to make excuses for it. So if you think that you're trying to lose weight because you want your partner to notice you more, but you're not looking at the deeper root of what you want, which is to be fully seen, loved, and respected, you're putting condition on your own worth by saying, if and when I can get this package to look this way, then this person will love me. Then I will be worthy. 
And that condition sets yourself up for failure because the second you put conditions on your self-worth, especially when it's based on external stuff, and how do you know? If approval by others is your marker for success, your sense of self-worth is conditional based on externals. But the second you do this, you've just given yourself a one-two punch to the gut and an uppercut. You've got to stop listening to the bad messaging, the loud, clangy, shiny, gaudy stuff that people at the top of the financial food chain, most of whom are likely narcissists, are constantly putting out. Why is everybody always trying to be skinny or look a certain way? Because all the productos are being marketed by people who look that way. So if you're not grounded enough in your own full acknowledgement of your worth, that is independent from all of that brouhaha. The why for a lot of what you do can be misplaced. And this is not your fault. It is a very noisy, messy, chaotic world, which is only getting noisier and messier as technology and social media have made modern society a narcissist playground. So if you're a bit disoriented and disconnected from your true self, it is not your fault, but it is your responsibility to take the necessary action to find, see, and love yourself. Now, I'm saying this with zero blame. I know this can be hard, and you may or may not be ready. But when I say it's your responsibility, I just mean that you're the only one that can do this part. And the greatest of these is love. So going back to where I said, let's sit with this, but I actually didn't sit with it because I'm a very jumpy person. I want you to be radically loving and kind to yourself. I want you to be so loving and kind to yourself that you evict those voices that are not serving you. Evict your unsupportive partner's voice. Evict your critical mama's voice. Evict your judgmental in-laws' voices. Evict your ignorant friends' voices. Evict all the ads, commercials, and unrealistic depictions of roles and identities that they're supposed to represent. Because, honey child, they don't know your life and they don't know you. So staying in the spirit of loving yourself, if you've been in this relationship that has been very stressful and possibly depressing for a long time, or you've been wrestling with some other voices, whether they came from someone far in the past or in your current circles, but voices that tell you that your worth is conditional based on externals, and you've turned to food and or a very sedentary lifestyle for comfort or a sense of control, if this has been you for the past 5, 10, 20 plus years, give yourself a hug and a break because you did everything that you could to keep going, maybe with a fearful head or a broken heart. And so you tried what you could to get a shot of dopamine here, a layer of protection there, just enough to dull the senses so that you can take another step and another step. So now you are here at the beginning of the year or whenever you're listening to this episode and you want to do a little more something than just survive. And whatever happens to this goal, I want you to be proud of yourself and recognize that you are rising above despair and showing care for yourself by wanting something better for yourself. Now, that all said, all the different goals that we have to keep us busy and interested and growing are extra. They're fun, they're exciting, they can push us forward. But if you're really looking for goals that are less knee-jerk reactions and more in alignment with your deepest, highest values and the person that you want to become and the actual life that you want to live, I highly recommend you focusing on identity-based goals. What does that mean? 
Using our weight loss example, your why for pursuing a healthier diet and losing weight would not be rooted in the way you look, the way you are perceived by others, or even something as reasonable sounding as you just want to be healthier. That's too vague and not compelling. Now you're going to have to figure out what the why, the compelling reason for you is. But two classic compelling motivators are life death and love. Just to give examples, you know, a lot of times people say that they love someone so much that they would die for them. But from my experience, I feel that the true measure of love is that you would live for them because life is hard. And as John Mellencamp says, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. Now, that's not a message to say that we are doomed to hate life at some point and have to carry that dread all the way to the finish line because I have no intention of doing that. And guess what? Intentionality that is rooted in our identity works. I identify myself as a person who, despite all the talks I have about things that are negative, am actually a very optimistic person because I don't attach my identity with the things that have happened to me, nor the portraits that I've made in the past. But the path that I've taken through life and the observations that I've made and the person that I am placed in those circumstances throughout my life have given me insights and inspiration to do the things that I'm doing now. And what I'm doing now, including with this podcast, is rooted in love. That is a great motivator. I love humans who love other humans so much that it hurts them when another person is hurting. This type of human is a natural giver. They are the nurturers, the caretakers, the healers, the writers, poets, activists, the frontline men and women in democracy and humanity. They could be your grandmother, brother, neighbor, the person sitting next to you on the bus. They don't have to do the big flashy things to be this type of a person, a person that this podcast is for. They are loving and giving with everything that crosses their path. And I love these people so much because I know not only what good they can do in the world, but what good they would do if they had the ability, the power to do it. They are not the abusers of power and authority. In fact, they often don't want it, but will take any position as a serious commitment of service for their fellow humankind. I know these people like I know myself. I've often thought, what if I was able to have gotten out of all of the crazy stuff that I went through sooner? What bigger, greater things could I have created by this point in my life? It used to make me really angry and resentful of the people who literally tried to destroy my life. But by the grace of whatever's looking out for me, shout out to the universe et al, I made it. And guess what? Whoever allowed me to go through all of that mess, knowing the type of person that I was, knew that I would take notes, draw up a blueprint, and help others. And not just anybody, specifically the people who are on the same frequency and who would pick up where I was swept up to be able to accomplish many times more collectively than my lifetime uninterrupted could have. So yeah, I'm motivated because my why is mwah, chef's kiss on a gold dish. If your why doesn't feel quite as big or quite as established as yet, first, it doesn't have to be the same. And it doesn't have to be about all of humanity to be compelling. Mine has been a lifetime in the making. But through every step of my survival story, it's like lily pad hopping. 
going from one to the next, just enough to be safe and not drown and move forward until you can get to the other side. But even in those little hops back then, everything that I did or that I tried to do was rooted in my care for others. And even when my efforts didn't turn out the way that I hoped they would, I always learned something that gave me a greater picture about the world that I lived in, the world that I wanted to create, and the person I needed to become to serve in that vision. So make your goals identity-based. Work towards becoming the person that you want to be and surround yourself with people that inspire you, support you, and that you would also want to bring value to. Once you do that, you're going to find that all these extra goals will naturally start to show up as collaborative inspiration. So in short, whenever you're starting a goal, try to get really clear on the why, make it compelling and specific, and Try to include identity-based goals, which honors your core values and the person that you want to become. Oh, and of course, mind the company you keep. I still say that this is the number one stunner because the company you keep can affect who you are, the goals that you have, the life you live, and the person you can become. I hope you're having a great start to this year. And if it started off rocky already, you can start again and again. Keep going. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Every day is an opportunity to exercise your integrity, humanity, and compassion, including for yourself. May you go with the company of good, the endurance of love, the beauty of wonder, and the dignity of kindness. Thanks for tuning into The Hero Frequency.